We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This is Ram football right here. This is the Ram football. The leave comes over. Peters comes over. He gets sued. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded. Yeah. I like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? It's one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We gonna win games. When you got a running back like I do, you got a front seven like I do now. Ooh, that's kind of what make us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know. The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob what's good? What's good? Welcome to Rampage Radio Podcast. This is your boy J-Rob right here. What's up, guys? This is Jay. Thanks for listening, as always, to the Rampage Radio Podcast. Be sure to go follow us on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod. Uh, interact with the show. Send us a DM. You can slide into them DMs, as they say. Ask us a question. Uh, we will give you a shout out on the show. Also, we are on iTunes now. So please subscribe, rate us five stars. Always appreciate the uh, the love on iTunes. So big news, as you guys know, last week, we have officially teamed up with Rams Talk. And you can follow those guys on Twitter and their site at, at Talk Rams and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rams Talk. Lastly, check out the website ramstalk.net where you're going to find all three of our podcasts butting heads the self-titled ramstalk podcast and our show rampage radio 
So uh, in addition to some awesome articles, you have the podcast there. Get yourself hooked up. Get prepared for the Rams season. And uh, just excited to be doing another podcast with you, man. How was your week? Uh, the week has been good for me. I've been in San Antonio this last five days, you know, doing these baseball games. The light is at the end of the tunnel for me, as I said last week. And I think I only have like eight or nine plate jobs left. So that's exciting. Um, you did mention about all the avenues of being able to listen to us. And when we joined up with Rams Talk, you can go on the SoundCloud feed. And there was over 375 listens to our podcast. Now, why do I mention that? Simply this. We know you guys are listening to the show now. So when we say hit us up, send us a private message, we'll give you a shout out. We truly mean do that because that's what makes the world go round. When you get involved, when we get involved, we talk about stuff. So that's what I'm excited about uh, moving forward. Now, we are back with a consecutive week in as many months. We're at two podcasts back-to-back weeks. We're heating up. And, you know, we are heating up. It's like, and like, it's, it's, said, like it's like we're playing NBA Jam. You know, you hit that two, second shot in a row. We're heating up. Oh. That's right. He's on fire. <laughs> we're heating up. That's us right now, man. We're heating up. We pass me the ball. Pass it. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Well, like you said, we are part of Rams Talk now, and we're totally pumped about joining up with those guys. And as I mentioned, you know, the end is in sight for baseball for me, which means uh, the beginning of the road to the Super Bowl for the L.A. Rams, baby. And it's hard not to really want to jump ahead and get to week one of the regular season. But at least football is back. So uh, how's your week been? Man, week's been good. Been been busy. Um, um, I don't know if you listeners will remember, but I am expecting a son in October, and we're doing all the nesting. We've got a couple. We had a shower this weekend, and um, yeah, it's been awesome. So it's it's becoming a reality. And like you said, the football is back. So I think this is a great time to have a child I'll just lay around and watch football all fall and uh, i'm looking forward to that but um especially having a newborn baby that's perfect man yeah when they don't they, they, don't, they don't they don't require a lot of attention speaking of which are you giving out the name yet uh all right all right i'm gonna hold tight on that okay all right all right it is perfect though because you know when they are infants you know obviously the sleep schedule is kind of jacked up but at the same time you don't have to like chase them around you don't have to do a whole lot that's the point i'm trying exactly to you can like put them down they're not going to go anywhere so but yeah so glad that football's back obviously um i feel like we've been saying that oh preseason football's back you know when college football starts football is back and then the real season will start for nfl and that football is now officially back so football is back officially um and it's big time and it's awesome so let's jump right into this preseason game um uh, what is your overall thoughts man the rams first preseason game not a lot of starters played um it's kind of hard to take a lot from that but you know what was your overall feeling of watching the rams get their heads beat in uh i don't really care about the score uh but the score is telling as it was so-called sloppy play uh but for me, it was to be expected. First preseason game after all the practices and OTAs. That's not fair. You don't expect not everyone played well, sloppy in the league. Well, not everyone played sloppy, but I would anticipate <laughs> I mean, to say is it's expected. Is I don't think that's fair. I think they just didn't play good. Well, but at the same time, it's the first game, first live action that they've seen. Getting you know having the opportunity to tackle the opposition, if in what six months. So, yeah, but okay, so other teams are in the same boat. It's not like the Rams were the only team that hadn't been tackling and playing football. No, like, I get your point. Other teams played Other teams played good in their first preseason games. 
The Rams didn't play many starters, as we know, but that they didn't show well. I mean, it is what it is. It was sloppy. To say that it's ex- to say that it was expected. I mean, I don't think that you expected them to, to be that bad. I didn't. I don't. Well, I didn't expect them to be that bad, but I did not expect them to be able to execute, play in and play out, make all the routine tackles and and form and and do everything that. They you would expect a first team offense to do. I just I didn't expect that NFL like NFL professionals would do. You, you didn't expect them to. Be I never what expect the first week of preseason to be coming out lights out like most starting quarterbacks that play like Kirk Cousins when he played went seven for eight for sixty four yards and a touchdown. I don't expect that from Sean Mannion when I know the starters aren't playing. He's not a true, and we'll get into that. But I just think I don't expect teams in general the first week to be polished or to be uh come out lights out and be like oh my gosh man these guys look good i don't expect that 100 percent. that's that's that goes without saying but you said it's expected that they would be sloppy and you're like sean manning has been in the league for how long and we'll get into him because he sucks but he's been in the league three years how long three years and and this is what we got and then we'll, we'll get on to him in a minute but to say that it was expected, I don't know, man. I, don't don't make excuses for the Rams because they play like crap. And you know, you're not taking a ton from the game, but dude, they just didn't play well. The point I'm trying to make is I don't expect teams to be, you know, very good the first preseason the first preseason game of the year. I just don't expect them to be good. Third preseason game, fourth preseason game, I expect them to be ready to go into the season and looking like a NFL roster should look like. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a bunch of guys who are playing in the third or fourth quarter, as I said last week, who are not even going to be on the roster. So it's naturally going to be sloppy because they're not even NFL players. So uh, that that's that's the first thing I took from it. Um, obviously, the no starters on the Rams side, but for Jamal Brown and Samson Ibukam, uh, the Ravens, you know, they ran out their starters, and it showed in all phases of the game. No doubt. You know, that was, I mean, obviously the score, as I said, was telling of that. Um, I am concerned about Sean Mannion, as most fans are at this point. Flacco, your boy Flacco. We, I was giving him shit last week, and he came out and played good. He must be motivated. He must be motivated having those guys push him. In the, in the I, th- I think room. you heard your point on our podcast, and that kind of you you said he was getting phased out, and so uh, <laughs> maybe he heard that and he decided to prove you wrong. I said eventually he's going to be phased out. Obviously, he's the guy, but I mean, Lamar is going to be. I, I'm excited to watch Lamar once he gets. Hopefully, he figures it out because when he scrambled that one play and like got out in the open, you're like, well, damn, that's. That's, most quarterbacks can't do that. That's not normal. Yeah, but that's vintage Lamar Jackson as what we saw in Louisville. Oh yeah, that's what's cool about him. Now, if he can't if he can't figure out the pass, then he'll he won't succeed, right? He'll they're gonna keep him in the pocket if he can't. But Flacco played well, man. That was cool for him at least. Yeah, uh, but speaking about Lamar Jackson, the, he did improve from the Hall of Fame game to this game and being more patient and trying to sit in the pocket longer. You know, he had more time obviously because. You know, uh, we didn't get a whole lot of pressure, generated a whole lot of pressure on that offensive line, but he did improve, and he's a guy that's very intriguing to me to see how he continues to develop and when he eventually starts for this team. But, you know, you saw a lot of good things from the Rams rookies, and like you said, we're just glad that football is back. Um, but what, what about you? What did you see overall, just taking a step back and looking at the big picture of the game in general, what did you think? 
Uh, like like I was, you could probably figure out. I was, I was disappointed. You know, I mean, you can't really take a, like a ton from this game. Not the starters weren't playing, all that stuff. Um, but you you were watching across the league. Other teams at least show some signs of being being a little bit better. The Rams just they just laid an egg. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. That doesn't it doesn't mean a lot. It doesn't mean anything, honestly. But um, you know, you've seen teams in the preseason play well and then do terrible in the regular season. You've seen teams, I know, I think it was the Falcons a couple years ago, went 0-4 in the preseason, and they ended up, you know, making it to the Super Bowl. So, but in general, offensive side was was weak, dude. They were stalling the whole game. Mannion, I mean, Mannion is is the biggest concern for me at, the, at this point. Uh, Let's take a brief moment, take a listen to what Sean McVay had to say about that. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just continuing to get that experience. Uh, it's always tough to say until you're placed in some of those environments where you're playing with those players, you're in those situations. But I think Sean's handled things really well. I, I certainly don't want this performance tonight to be indicative of the type of camp that he's had. It's such a small sample size. Uh, you look at some of the situations he was put in, you know, by myself were really, really just tough spots, you know, where there's not a lot of good answers and you're kind of trying to find a way to get out of some things. But, um, you know, all of us will look at ourselves, figure out how can we improve from this? How can we take this learning opportunity to stay strong and get better from it? And, and I trust that Sean will. And I know, you know, everybody else involved in this, whether it be just offense, defense, special teams, you know, we can all do a little bit better. And, you know, we're excited about getting back to work. You know, offensive linemen, I thought there were some good bright spots. Joe Noteboom played well for what we watched, and we'll get into him a little bit later. Uh, defensively, I just didn't look like we were up together. Um, but at the end of the day, nobody got hurt, and uh, we get some film. We get to try to try to sharpen our pencil a little bit and, and uh, get ready for next week. So defensively, did anybody kind of catch your eye, or is there someone that, you know, stuck out, either good or bad? Well, I uh, obviously watched one of the Rams' projected starters in Samson Ibukam, and this guy, in my opinion, played well. Um, he played against a first-team uh, right tackle. He lined up over there on that side, and he generated pressure by collapsing the pocket quite a bit, utilizing mostly the bull rush, which looked very strong. And he looked every bit a part of an outside linebacker in this scheme of Wade Phillips. I was impressed with his overall strength, Strength, which is expected at six foot two and two hundred forty five pounds, and uh, you know, just recalling his pro day numbers, he ran a four five uh, a four four five forty time, and he had twenty four reps on the bench. So the measurables speak to what he should be able to do as a pass rushing outside linebacker. And I I honestly think that he's going to be good at stopping the run too. Uh, but it is common knowledge that he's probably gotten stronger over the last year as well, being in a professional organization. And I'm just excited to see him continuing to improve week after week. I also like what I saw from Ethan Westbrooks as he looks like he's ready to go as a rotational defensive end slash D tackle. Uh, they kind of move him around a lot as they do all their defensive linemen. I've always been a fan of Ethan and seeing number 95 on him instead of 93 kind of throws me for a loop a little bit just because I've always seen him as number number 93. Uh, so I had to take a double take once I saw that he was generating pressure and getting in the backfield. But, you know, he's going to be a solid contributor this season and he's still relatively young at age 27, and we still have have him locked up for another uh, year or two. So, And then lastly on defense, I really liked what I saw from Micah Kaiser. You know, he led the team in tackles. He was all over the field. He uh, wasn't in coverage a lot, but when he was, uh, especially zone coverage, he, he looked like a natural. And the guy's just a smart guy. I mean, we talked about when we had the draft, uh, our draft show, 
how smart all these guys that they drafted were. And I brought up Greg Robinson and how he is completely not smart, but Micah Kaiser is not that guy. And so he was fighting off blocks. He was stuffing the run. He was all over the field, and he would pen- He was penetrating in the backfield. I saw him blow up a right guard and then uh, make a tackle, and all of the, the guy got like two yards, but he was still able to do that. And that's something that we have not seen in a while from the middle linebacker position, especially a guy like Alec Ogletree. You know, we brought him up last week, and as good as he is, sideline to sideline, it doesn't make for for what he is able to do in the run game as far as being able to make a tackle for a loss or take on a block and make a tackle. So those are the guys on defense that I really saw. I do hate that Kevin Peterson went down with a season-ending injury, but we are so deep at uh, corner that I'm not truly worried about that. You just hope that a guy like that can can uh, you know go through the surgery and get well. But who caught your eye? Um, a, few, a few guys. Let me first kind of touch on the guy you said, Micah Kaiser, man. I thought he was a beast. Some things that didn't look so good on, on my side of things. You mentioned the injury we were having to deal with at cornerback. Troy Hill, um, I think he had a kind of a tough night. And um, he whiffed on Lamar on the touchdown run that we talked about. And um, though he's had some spots last year, played a decent amount. We're not sure if, if he's going to be a guy that can fill fill a void with the injury going down. So we'll have to see if he can figure it out. Something that did catch my attention, though, just thinking about defense in general, was this new tackle rule. I, I think the Rams are going to have to really put some time figuring that out. Don't you Don't you think that? Every every single team, every team is going to have to put in some time because I saw even looking at the replay of last night's Cardinals game, a guy, a safety came up and made an awesome tackle, and he gets flagged for it. And I was like, "How is that not a tackle that you can make in this league right now?" I mean, why is that being flagged when it was a clean? He didn't leave with his head. It I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, teams are going to have to figure it out, and I think the Rams are definitely going to have to watch some film. It's just. You know, I think they struggle, you know, trying to play by the new rules, I guess. Um, another guy, Trayvon Young, is a you know, young young guy, linebacker, uh, six-round pick. So I think that he he had some signs. Ho- I'm hoping he makes a roster, honestly. Um, but we'll see. And uh, I thought this was not exactly defense, but what's, what do you know about that shank from your boy Hecker? <laughs> Ten yards, baby. Let's get it. 10 yards. I mean, I, I mean, I, I could be an NFL punter if that was that was cool. But I'm just kidding. We, we love Jay Heck. He's amazing. Um, but it was kind of fitting knowing that the whole team didn't play well. And they, like our most consistent guy had maybe his worst kick of all time. So. I, I want to make a comment on this. Listening to the announcers and the commentators, one of the guys said, well, you ain't going to make a living in the NFL if you keep making kicks like that. And obviously, I mean, what kind of bonehead yeah. comment is that? Seriously, I mean, I mean he must have thought, thought it was a, a, a rookie. And maybe he just didn't know it was Hecker, honestly. Because <laughs> you don't say that knowing how, how good Hecker is. He's best in the league last year. And you're going to say, oh, you're not going to hang around. I mean, come on. This idiot. <laughs> so looking at defense, like you said, a lot of, lot of moving parts didn't, didn't play great. Um, they didn't. Offensively, let's, let's kick it to some, some bright spots here because offensively, um, there were some guys that I think played really well. Yeah, but overall, uh, you said let's look at some bright spots. There were not many bright spots. Well, okay, I guess I guess you scored you scored seven points. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm talking like individual players, and there's only one really, two that I wrote down that I really thought played well. One was 
Joseph Noteboom. And if you were following us on Twitter, you know, we, I threw out this comment and said, looks like Noteboom's bringing that boom tonight. So yeah, he entered, played well, right guard. Um, and then he, at the, at later in the game, play, I think he did pretty well tackle, honestly. So there are a few plays I, I recall that he was kind of the, the springing block on and, you know, really held his own and showed that he can play in this league. Um, guard is, I think, is going to be the answer for him early, especially with uh, Brown going to be out for two games. Uh, do you think that he can fill that void and, and play there? Yeah, for sure. No doubt about that. I mean, you see what he was able to do, like you said last night, and I'm going to elaborate on this here in a second too, but with Brown, with Brown going down, this guy's going to definitely have a chance to uh, to jump in and play right guard potentially the first two weeks. Sean Mannion, offensively, biggest, biggest glaring weakness, man. The QB room for the Rams right now is, is quite thin. Um and I know it's a tough position. You look across the league, there's a lot of guys. We talked about Chase Daniel last week and how he's been able to be in the league for a long time and people like that. It's, it's tough to find a quality, deep team, a quarterback room at least. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Do you think the Rams will go outside and try to find a veteran quarterback somewhere or trade for somebody? No, I think they should. Or is it too early to say that? I mean, you know, we're, we're pretty thin there, like I was saying. So without without – Goff, something goes down. If if Goff goes down, the season's over. We yeah, we don't have that Nick Foles. Se- season is over because if if you're if you're judging this team based on, you know, the ability to reach and potentially win a Super Bowl, then that is gone out the window. If without Goff, yeah, I think if Goff goes down, I don't think that we do win the Super Bowl. I do think that we would still have a chance potentially to win the division and maybe it just depends on wild when it card. I, yeah, obviously, but if Goff goes down, it, if it happens this week, this week the Rams aren't making the playoffs unless they go get a guy. Agreed. So I thought he played. I mean, obviously terrible. If you look at his numbers, three for 13, 26 yards and a pick. So that comes to a whopping seven point five QB rating Ooh, for your boy. Gosh. So I mean, it just didn't look good. I mean, that's all there is to it. If you're looking at the the Ravens backups, let's compare the two. Obviously Lamar, we thought he did some good things. RG three was was throwing that rock. He was slinging it. He did. Who? Who would you rather have, RG3 or Manion? Oh, I mean, come on, man. I mean, dude, I, <laughs> I, I think even with the injuries that RG3 has had and what he brings um, to the table, it's obvious that he is a, a better choice than Sean Manion at this point for going off of just this one preseason game. But I think the full body work would say, let's bring in RG3. But, I mean, yeah. you know what? They're going to have some – speaking of Baltimore, they're going to have some interesting moves to make at that position too. I mean, are you going to carry all three quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, would you rather lose the spot to an extra safety or defensive lineman or offensive lineman to carry an extra quarterback? I don't know. We'll see. But if he gets cut, I think that they should bring him in for a look. Why not? Yeah, why not? Definitely. So the third guy that uh, caught my attention is your boy John Kelly. Let's go. We talked about him last week. We we almost predicted that he would play well. Let's go. And he he did. Let's go. 100%. Let's go. So we were all over that. He goes 13 carries for 77 yards, and he caught two two passes as well. Um, Some guys just look like they belong, you know, and he just looks like he belongs. It looks like the game's not too fast for him. And are you good? Let's go. Where are we going? I don't know where we're going. 
<laughs> but uh, what else did you Listen, see? This dude, you said he looks like he belongs. And there's when he made he made a cutback run. The the run was a stretch to the right side behind the right tackle in between the the guard and the tackle. Yeah. And my man freaking cut back to the opposite side of the field, busted a huge run. He made like yep. three people miss. And the vision that he displayed was just you're like, well, man, this dude's gonna come in and compete. And when you saw him do that, it was like we got something in this John Kelly character. And as you said, we mentioned it. You know, uh, quite a few podcasts ago, especially when we drafted him. Uh, so I really liked what I saw from John Kelly, my boy. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how much playing time that he gets, obviously, for the rest of the preseason, but even in the regular season. Yeah. Because Justin Davis played well. He did. Another backup running back. So that running back room is looking very strong right now. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I think he did great. So um, other than that, man, anyone on offense besides the three, three, the few guys that we talked about that caught your eye? Yeah, I'm going to, you know, a lot like a lot of fans – I look at a lot of rookies during the preseason, mostly all the rookies. You don't really look at the veterans because you already know what you're going to have in those guys. And we talked about Noteboom in the intro of the podcast. You just brought Noteboom up again. And I'm going to elaborate just a little bit on him because that dude, again, another guy that looks like he belongs. His pass protection was great in this game. His run blocking was solid, but I don't think he got enough reps to really showcase what he's able to do. The guy just looks really athletic and really agile, and he looks the part, which is a big deal. Um, also, Brian Allen. He played a lot of snaps, and I only saw this guy get beat one time on a run play in which the defensive line crashed towards the same side that the run was going to. He just couldn't get around his guy. I liked Allen, uh, man. But I thought he played well. You're right, 100%. I think that he, him and Noteboom are, are probably the two bright spots. I said the word bright spots, and those are the two guys along with Kelly. You know, it, may, maybe these guys, by taking the offensive line, the first two picks, hopefully these guys can can be hits. Absolutely, yeah. Well, And, and that gives you confidence as a fan and I'm sure the coaching staff, it gives them confidence because Allen almost went against a couple of ones, a couple of first-team defensive starters. I don't know if he got a couple of reps in there, but uh, those two guys were, were you know, they, they jumped out at me. And then we talked about Mannion. And I'll, let me say this about Mannion. You know, going into your fourth year, you would expect a little bit more consistency, uh, you know, in the first preseason game, I guess. Uh, but the offensive line didn't really give him a whole lot of time as a whole. And that leads me to the next two guys, Cornelius Lucas and Daryl Williams. They both played tackle, left tackle and right tackle, and they did play against the first-team unit of Baltimore's defense, and they got owned, owned, owned. Yeah. And then they came in and they played second you know, stringers and third stringers, and they were still getting beat. I just look at these two guys, and if you're fighting for a roster spot, if you're one of these guys, this is not the game you want to have. So you better do something this next week in practice, or, or, or excuse me, this next game coming up, and showcase that you deserve to hold down a roster spot because that first game was absolutely terrible and atrocious for both of those guys. And then the last rookie, Jamil Demby, uh, that I want to talk about, played well too. I mean, he didn't showcase as much as what Noteboom and Allen did simply because he didn't get as many snaps. But uh, I'd like to see a little bit more coming from him. Uh, but overall, you feel good about the guys that you drafted. Uh, you talked about Michael Kaiser, Micah Kaiser. You talked about John Kelly, Noteboom, Denby, Brian Allen. I mean, that's five draft picks right there that showcased really well in the first preseason game. 
that, you know, hope, like I said, hopefully this week you'll see a little bit more of that uh, against the Raiders. But what do you got? Yeah, so hopefully we will see more of the actual starters this next week. Um, do you think Not gonna, likely. Not likely. Not likely. You don't think there will. But So we'll get into the next preseason game against the Raiders this week. After this break, thanks for listening to the Rampage Radio Podcast. Are you going to make or break You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Welcome back to the Rampage Radio Podcast. We just wrapped up our discussion of the first preseason game. So let's get into week two of the preseason. We got the Raiders on Saturday. Uh, their first preseason game, they played against the Lions at home. They won 16-10. to 10. Uh, Very much a ba- battle of the backups, if you will. My biggest takeaway from this game was your boy Marshawn Lynch. Did you see his play? Dude, beast mode. Beast mode. Beast mode. His first run in the game, uh, he takes it 60 yards, call back for a holding, unfortunately. But, man, it was awesome watching him, watching them dreads fly down the sideline. He was getting it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely looked like classic Marshawn Lynch on that play. I mean, you, you saw that, and you were just like, oh, there he yes. goes. There he goes. Where's the Skittles? <laughs> he was he was just bruising down down the sideline, man. And dude, um, I don't think he's lost much speed. I mean, the dude looked like he good. can still run, dude. He looks good. He looks good. Um, I watched the highlights of the game, and then I also listened to to Gruden talk about it. He said that he said that he was uh, he was going all over the referees because he didn't think there was a holding call. And honestly, I watched the play a few times. I didn't see a hold either. Um, but he said that Chucky came out on the referees. Are you out here of your, are. are you out of your mind? Are you out uh, exactly. of your skull? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Chucky came out on him. First preseason game, fourth play, and he's already back. Self-proclaimed back. I mean that I thought that shit is hilarious. So but I'm a huge I honestly am a huge, huge Marshall on Lynch fan. I wonder what like, that I wonder what that dynamic between Chucky and Marshawn Lynch is. I don't. I, I think they're. I think they're going to love each other. I really do because Marshawn is going to play hard, and I think at the end of the day, Gruden is just. It will take that. Now, I was cracking up because he didn't. Marshawn Lynch didn't play in the second half, and I saw some pictures of him out on the sideline eating the sandwich, just hanging out eating sandwiches on the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> I was like, this dude. He literally can do whatever he wants. I mean, back back in the days in college where. You remember that highlight of him driving the cart around the field after his last game? Oh yeah. Um, have you have you ever watched that clip, Bear Grills? No, I, Bear I ha- in the wild. No, I haven't seen that. You were mentioning that before we started the podcast, and you you, yeah. you started the show. Obviously, I couldn't hear it, but I saw you cheesing, and I was like, well, if you put a guy like Marshawn Lynch in the spotlight where he doesn't have two flips, doesn't care two flips about nothing, that's going to be an awesome show. <laughs> he was scared. He was like scared the whole time because he was like, they're trying to like kill these wild hogs and like you know cook them, and he's like, this guy Bear is out of his damn mind. It's just so <laughs> funny. If you haven't watched it you, you got to youtube it it's only like five minutes long but it's awesome but um yeah so huge 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 marshall lens fan remember the uh the um the super bowl press conference where he says i'm just here so i don't get fined he goes i answered it every question I, y'all can ask whatever y'all want but i'm just here so i don't get fined hey i'm just here so i don't get fined so y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to I'm going to answer with the same answer, so y'all can shoot if y'all please. You still here because what? So I won't get fined. 
looking at the Raiders, man, what, what do you see from this team and how do you think the Rams are going to stack up? Uh, well, you know, what I'd like to see from the Rams when they play him is, first and foremost, more offense in general, hopefully. I mean, you only muster seven points the first preseason game. I'd like to see more offense and more consistency. Uh, you know, a step in the positive direction for Sean Mannion is what we're all hoping for at this point because he's all we have as far as a backup right now. Um, and, you know, consistency from Hemingway. He had a big drop in, in the first uh, drive that the Rams had against the Ravens, and I want to see what he can do still because he's all he's athletic. Uh, he looks like he does a decent job blocking. Um, so I want to see Hemingway and all the receivers receiving the ball, you know, uh, when, when it comes to these Raiders. Um, better blocking by the exterior offensive line, meaning Cornelius Lucas and Williams. They're going to get another shot, so let's see how they perform. And they need to also take a step in the right direction and show some things on tape that are positive. Um, and just in general, I want to see you know the routine plays being made and just execution. We all know that Sean McVay is harps and he just drive. He beats the dead horse when it comes to execution, execution, doing things the right way. Yeah, um, I, I think that they will show show out and play better. My thing is. Are the starters going to play? That's what I'm looking for. Without calling anyone out or picking a person player, this that. I want. I want to see the starters, man. I'm a Rams fan. I want to watch these guys play. Um, but something that I think that that we got to keep in mind is we are playing this team week one. So the likelihood of us showing them anything important, tipping our hand, uh, I think it's going to be very vanilla on off on defense, especially. And uh, I fully expect the uh, Raiders to. Got to take the same process with that. What do you th- what do you think about that? Well, yeah, they they probably will take the same approach, but you know, at the end of the day, you still got to execute, make the plays, and that's really all I'm looking for. We both know that the Rams are not going to showcase everything that they have up their sleeve. I seriously doubt that their starters are going to play. I don't think that Goff's going to play. I, I don't. I definitely don't think Todd Gurley's going to play. Uh, I don't think any of the starters are going to play. So if there are some, it will be the same two at least, and Ibukam and and uh, and Brown will definitely play again. But I would like to see him play a series, but the chances are McVay, McVay said he's leaning kind of the opposite way. But at the end of the day, man, you know, this is a Raiders team that is – I mean, nobody knows what we're going to get with this team. We, we have a new head coach. We got some new players. We have – you know, obviously, Marshawn Lynch has been back since last year. Derek Carr kind of flopped last year. Uh, Khalil Mack's not in camp. We don't know what we're going to get from the offense. But for the record, the guy that I really like on this team is the center, your boy Rodney Hudson. Yeah. And that guy, and when he signed that big contract with them, I really wish that the Rams would have went after him uh, because that guy is a, a true pro's pro and does everything well. Uh, so I'm going to be excited to kind of watch their offensive line and uh, kind of see what they're going to be going up against. Hopefully Donald's back. And speaking of which, it seems like that there is quote-unquote urgency, as McVay said now, and getting that guy into camp and getting that contract done. So time will tell on that. But I'm going to be watching their offensive line because I do believe that their starters will be playing. Yeah, their, their starters are going to be playing, and uh, I wish all of our starters were going to be playing, and that means Aaron Donald. I wish he was getting after it. Um, hopefully they're they're getting closer to a decision with that. Um, having him in there would would be huge, and getting him in the camp, getting him into shape. But um, doubtful he plays this week. Uh, for me, I would love to see Amari Cooper 
versus uh, Marcus Peters. I think that'd be something that, I mean, I would love to see. I don't know if it's going to happen, even nah. if it's for a series. Nah. But uh, that's that's a premier matchup. And uh, like I said, it's not going to happen. But um, all in all, uh, Mannion, I hope he figures it out and has a better day. I mean, look, we, we've talked pretty bad about Mannion on this show, but we want him to do well. Like, make no mistake about it. We, we need him to, to be better. So Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's it is what it is. He's our number two guy right now, and um, hopefully he'll he'll have a better game and get it going in the right direction. Like I said, man, it's just about executing and having some time to be able to throw the football around. Yeah, uh, and that's really what I'm looking for because, as we said, and this doesn't happen often, we do play them week one opening night, and you're not going to see all these extravagant play calls and and people doing you know all these routes different routes and all this motion you're not going to see any of that like i said you just want to see them execute and 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 play man on man and freaking be physical i want to see some some guys be physical this game on defense well i definitely think they'll be motivated i mean hanging 33 points only scored seven week one i think that they'll come out and you know I think they got a good chance of getting a win because, you know, they're going to be motivated. They've watched the film. They've seen their mistakes, and uh, I'm excited to watch the bounce back they're going to have because I expect them to play a lot better. Let, yeah. let me let me jump in here. You talked about being motivated, and I read on Twitter yesterday that Sean McVay had a, a, a quote-unquote speech to the team about that lack of motivation that they brought in practice, and he reamed them about how they were not they didn't bring 110%. And so and and for me, when I see a young coach do that, a second year guy who's 31 years old, when I see a young guy command a team like that, you know that he means business and he better be, you know, and those guys better be ready to play because if you don't, you're talking about a roster spot. Do you want to play for the Rams or do you not want to play for the Rams? Yeah, it's uh super impressive to watch Sean McVay kind of take control of this team and uh, he's a winner. I think he is a winner. And you know, they had great success last year, but I think that he's trying to let them know early on that last year's done. Um, it's the new year, and we got to be motivated every day of practice so that way we can get back to a playoff game. So, right, right. Um, all in all, I'm excited about, about the game, and we'll be having some new things to talk about next week for sure. Um, rest of the NFL, did anything kind of catch your eye throughout the preseason, the first first week? Um, some teams look good, some teams did not. There's some injuries. So, what 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 was what's out there for you, man? What what caught your attention? Well, the Vikings are the real deal. They're going to be back in the playoffs, and uh, th- that's one team that I'm really kind of worried about in the NFC. And as some guys know, some some of our listeners, you know, I lived in Minnesota for two years and watching that team when AP was in his prime. And I like the Vikings, but uh, I don't like them when the Rams are going to play them. But and we do play them at home this year. And last year's game against the Vikings was very physical, and it came down to a, you know a fumble on the one yard line and kind of turned that game around. But they showed a lot of stuff with Kirk Cousins. They're going to be better with Kirk Cousins. He's he's just a, a better quarterback, you know, than what Case Keenum is. And although I like Case Keenum, and he was on our squad, um, I just prefer the abilities of what Kirk Cousins brings to the table yeah, you for that and everybody team. else in the world. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is, is that's, that's not a, that's not a hot take. Everyone no, knows it's, Kirk no, Cousins. No, it's definitely is, not. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not really high on Kirk Cousins. I think he's a solid quarterback. I think he's good. Um, I think he's, you know, a low tier two quarterback, but, 
Uh, what he did do, he he made a tier one quarterback throw this week when he dropped one in the bread basket to uh, Stephon Diggs, who made a great play on the ball. But the Vikings yeah. really impressed me. Um, who else impressed me? I would say that the uh, the Redskins play pretty well, but man, they lost a rookie running back and uh, and Darius, Darius guys. Darius. Oh, Hughes lost. Damn, oh man, sucks. that's a that's a, and now you're talking about. Uh, uh, P. Ryan to be running the ball and Chris Thompson, who's not even healthy yet. I mean, golly, they're even talking about bringing back Alfred Morris, which would not be a bad dig, uh, a bad gig, no. really. Um, or dig, dig yeah. or gig, either one. But overall, it wasn't as much about the teams as it was the young rookie quarterbacks: Mayfield, Darnold, Rosen, yeah, Lamar Jackson, sure. Josh Allen. All those guys had good first preseason games, and I would take any one of those guys clearly over what Mannion did. 100%. I mean, those guys, well, first of all, they're drafted early because they're talented, so they're just more talented. Yeah, but but the fact is, all these guys, especially Mayfield and Darnold, I mean, those two guys had a coming out party in their first game. Watching Baker Mayfield, you know, I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. I, I'm a I'm a fan of his. I I want him to do well. Um, but dude, Darnold was the guy that I was wasn't as high on, but he looked super accurate, super, and he he can move. He moves in the pocket. He he played really well. I didn't get to watch Rosen. You said he played good, uh, and uh, obviously Lamar. We saw Lamar, Josh Allen. Um, he showed the big arm. Obviously, I don't. You know, I think he's got some got some work to do. But I would take Mayfield and Darnold right now. Those guys had great coming out parties. Well, let me. I want to touch on uh, Rosen. You know, you remember saying that if there was a guy to draft up for in this quarterback class, it was Josh Rosen. That was the guy that you were gonna you were gonna jump up for. And I said Josh Allen. Uh, I tell you what, man. I think you can make an argument for both of them, which is why they were drafted where they were drafted. But Josh Rosen is undoubtedly the future of that franchise and when Sam Bradford goes down I hope he doesn't go down and I really do I, I because uh, being a Sam Bradford fan since he got drafted with the Rams good guy you just don't want to see a guy like that get hurt and that guy's made boo koodles of money I mean my gosh he was a yeah but so you think so you think Rosen is going to be the guy uh, maybe in time I mean in time obviously he's the face of the franchise for the future with David Johnson but uh you know that guy, he just showed out really well, made some really strong, accurate throws, as you said, and that offense just looked good. It looked natural. Nothing phased him. It, when he stepped in, he commanded the huddle and commanded the field, and they just went up and down the field with, when he was in the game. And so uh, that's a guy that's really intriguing to me. But I tell you what, Lamar Jackson did a good job, too. When he made uh, when he made Hill miss on that tackle when he scored that touchdown, that was, as we said earlier, that was vintage Jamar, uh, Lamar Jackson right there. And you know, uh, it's going to be – I really want to see how much they use him this year, if at all. I think they will, do. I don't think that you can just let Flacco play the entire season. If you lose the first couple of games or you're kind of mediocre, I think you got to let Lamar Jackson get in there and get some snaps. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I think – I mean, if they were smart, they'd have some packages for him, for sure. Um, I could see him impacting that team. So, but like you said, the uh, those fresh those I say freshmen, the rookie quarterback showed well. <laughs> um, I think that they 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 it'll be a good class in the future. I'll look back and they'll say these this is a good group of quarterbacks that came in. Not all of them are going to make it. We know that not all of them are. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, it's obviously it's very early. But law of averages. It, law of averages. Yeah. If you're just taking the small sample size of what was done this week. 
you got to feel good about this class. We'll see. I, I agree. I, I think that they're fun to watch. I'll be watching them again. Hopefully they can continue to play well. Yeah, speaking of the Cardinals and Josh Rosen, um, I happen to be looking at the uh, the lines, the over-under total win lines for the teams in the NFL this year. And I noticed that the Cardinals' over-under line this year on wins is five and a half. Over. So Vegas does not think the Cardinals are going to be good at all this year. I'm taking the over. Well, I will say this. So the Lions five and a half is minus one thirty. So that means it was if, if you're betting on that, the over is the is the heavy favorite on that. So you wouldn't obviously win a ton of money in, in that situation. But five and a half. The only other team with a with a line that low is the Browns. And they're also at five and a half. And I'm also taking the over. You're taking the over on that too? On, I, on I, Cleveland. I, I, I yeah, I think I think the Braves, the Browns will win. It'll be close. Vegas always wins, you know. So they might miss the Cardinals, but they're gonna be right on on a few of these. So I wrote down a couple of the other ones as well. You got the Cardinals five and a half. Uh, what do you think the line for San Francisco is? Uh, well, obviously I'm looking right at it since we have our little cheat sheet, which is nine. Uh, but I'll take. Uh, I think that's right on point, man. Man, I don't know. That's 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 a really tough one for me. I think they could win nine games, but I'm gonna take the under. Only because I feel like there's just not enough tape on Garoppolo to say that that guy's going to win nine games in this division. I think the Cardinals are better than advertised. The Seahawks are obviously probably the bottom team in our division. And San Francisco, I honestly think they're going to finish third in the division. I think the Cardinals are going to finish second in the division. So um, I think, you know, I'll take the under on Seahawks. Cardinals are not going to finish second in the division. Cardinals are not going to finish. I think second they're good. I think they could finish second in the division. No, no, no. You said they they are going to, not could. I think they, they're. I think they're going to finish second in the division. All right. Oh, we can we can put that down. Write that down. That's interesting. All right. So you have the San Francisco nine, which I think is a, a cop out number nine. So if they win nine games, it's a push, which is stupid. But um, I like the under there. I like the under there. So on what I, I, you like the under on what? San Francisco nine. Uh, oh, okay. Nine All right. So, you're, so you're on board with me on that one. I am. Yeah, totally. I, I'm on board with you. They do Seattle have came eight in. and eight. So Seattle eight and eight is what they're predicting for the record to be. Number is eight. So yeah, like you said. So if they, you think they're going to be over five hundred or not? I that's, think there are seven to nine teams. So I'm taking the under. I'll take the over on that. Wow, you think they're going to win more than eight games, huh? I really think they're going to win eight games. I don't think they're going to win nine, but. If if I ask if I'm asking, I I would not bet that that line. I don't I don't like that line. But I don't know, man. I, I think the NFC West schedules for each of these teams is much tougher uh, this season than it was last year. And just Seattle in general just kind of look like looks like to me that they're kind of in shambles. And I don't even know if that you know the team trusts Pete Carroll because you see all the veterans trying to get out of there. I mean, what is Earl Thomas doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's going on over there? Nobody knows. It's in shambles. That's why I think they're going to finish last. And I don't think they really win eight games. I think they win seven. Maybe even six games. Yeah, I could. I, t- I totally could see it, but I'm just betting on Russell Wilson. I think he's he's he'll will them to be in that window of eight games. So, like I said, I wouldn't bet it. Rams, over under win total nine and a half. Everybody's taking the, everybody's the taking everybody's taking the over on this, dude. The Rams are going to win this division bearing injury. They're the best team in the NFC West, and they're probably going to win 11-12 games like they did last year. Nothing's really changed, and now that Brandon Cooks is in the building, 
And Sammy Watkins is out of the building, which we obviously <laughs> talked about last week. And you made fun of me for jumping the band and jumping on the bandwagon of Cooks over Watkins. Uh, you know the report that they have already. I, I, I mean, dude, there's this offense is not going to take a step back. I don't think. I, th- I mean, I think that this offense got to have the O line do their thing. Let the O line. That's absolutely right because it's all built from the inside out the in the trenches. That's right. That's right. So I mean, you're looking at this line. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Before we move on. Since we talked about the lines of these teams, and you thought that it was interesting that I thought the Cardinals were going to finish second in the division, I want to get your division finishes, all right? I'm going to go ahead and just say mine real quick. I think the Rams are going to finish first. I think the Cardinals are going to finish second. I think the 49ers are going to finish third. And I think the Seahawks are going to finish last. What do you think? Mm. Come on now. You put me on the spot. You put me on the spot and freaking said that, oh, that's interesting that the Cardinals are going to finish second. I, it may be interesting. You said it. <laughs> I honestly think they're going to be the better team. I think they're going to be better than, than San Francisco. I do. Uh, as it stands right now, I think the Rams will win the division. I think the the Niners will finish second. Seattle third, and and Cardinals coming in fourth. Wow, that's a big discrepancy from me to you. Um, yeah. And while as we're it talking stands about- now, we'll see. I have that might change. You know, I have I've seen no, them play. No, 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 I've no, seen no, them no, one no. preseason. That's my opinion right now. Mark it down. But two weeks into the season, I might be like, damn. San Francisco sucks or whatever what, it may I'll be. I'll tell, tell you what we're going to do. Um, and let me go ahead and throw a little plug in here. Go to Rams Talk, all you guys. Uh, they just put out a new podcast uh, called Around the Table. And they took a couple of guys from around the league at different teams, the Chargers, the Bills. Uh, a really good podcast. It's over an hour long. And they all give their takes about uh, surprises coming up this year. They talk about division winners and losers. And they talk about wild card and playoffs. And then they eventually end, obviously, with the Super Bowl. Um, and one guy picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl, um, which was awesome. And he wasn't Derek C. Apollo, our managing editor for Rams Talk. But anyway, go check that out. It's up. Um, and we're going to do uh, the same type of thing, Jay. We're going to do that. Right before the season starts, pre after preseason week four, you and I are going to kind of do go over this league and go over every division and pick our winners and losers and what we think. That way, we can look back on it at the end and see how accurate we were. Which, yeah, I in love my that. opinion, it's never going to be as yeah, accurate as you like. <laughs> yeah, you might get one or two right. That's about <laughs> it. You might get one of the team, two teams in the Super Bowl. But um, but you were talking about the bet. So tell me yeah, about yeah. So the Rams, the the Rams. Um, Going back to that, the the win total of nine and a half. It's a minus one fifty. So you're you're gonna, it'd be you'd be stupid to take the Rams over, unless you're you know you you're betting a ton of money. But um, and it's interesting to see how they see this division playing out. They see it like I see it. Rams first. They have the highest number. San Francisco second. Seattle third with eight, and then finally the Cardinals at five and a half. Wow. So, and, and as you would expect, looking across the league, you have New England with the highest total of wins at 11 and Philly. Hang on, right? man. I, I'm not ready to move on from this. Tell me why that the Cardinals are not ahead of Seattle. What has Seattle shown you? I mean, is it just because Pete Carroll is still the head coach? What has Seattle shown you that they are better than the Cardinals on pay, even on paper? Not even looking at games yet. On paper, the roster with the Cardinals is better than what Seattle has right now. Seattle has no offensive line. 
That's zero. Just, that's, yeah, that's they. They must know something we don't know because the difference between five and a half games and eight games. That's that is a big margin. That is a yeah. huge margin. How yeah. in the world do they have Seattle? How do you have Seattle ahead of the Cardinals? I like Seattle, dude. I, I like why? them. Tell me, tell me why. I, I like Russell Wilson. I think he's the best quarterback in between those two teams. There, obviously, he's better than what the Cardinals have. Um, They've they've run the ball well. Their defense, obviously, they've lost a lot of pieces, but they have been good for a while. So I don't know. I mean, I just think that they've been Seattle, good for. Listen, they've been good for a while, which is yeah. exactly why it's time for the decline, which we saw at the beginning of last year, this year. So listen, I think that that you want them to be bad, so you are jumping on the San Seahawks suck bandwagon. I, I'll no, say that. that's I don't have to jump on a bandwagon, I, dude. They're in our division. Any yeah. every team sucks in our division, in my opinion. I don't care about any of those teams. I mean, <laughs> I, I when res- Seattle was winning the division and, and making it to the Super Bowl, they didn't suck then. No, they didn't. But obviously, that was a few years ago, and that window was only for two or three years when the Legion of Boom was in full contact. I mean, they were all connected with that with that deal there. Now nobody's there except for Earl Thomas. Right. So that's and he's what I'm not saying. even happy. And he's not <laughs> even happy. And he wants to get out of there. I just don't see how people can say Seattle's definitely or Seattle's the better team than the Cardinals right now. I don't. I mean, off of Dang, what? You should make the bet. You should make the bet. You should take Cardinals in the over because if they beat Seattle twice, then they're definitely gonna hit the over. Well, There's I don't no think. That, I don't. I don't necessarily think they're. If gonna they beat, beat Seattle twice, they're gonna hit the over. That's that's gonna happen. They're gonna win four games somewhere else. Right. So, all right. Well, that's gonna wrap us up this week. Appreciate you guys checking us up, checking us out here at the Rampage Radio Pod. Make sure you go to Twitter, follow us, hit us up on iTunes, rate us five stars, and. Uh, Looking forward to watching the Rams this week. Jay, it's been awesome. Absolutely. Great show, bro. Yeah, man. Have a great week, man. Love you. All right, love you too, man. Stay bad, stay boozy. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.